Hello again, my friends. How are you today? You're listening to the Sunday edition of St. Mark Lutheran Church's podcast from Bemidji, Minnesota. This podcast features weekly sermons from our church or another of our Well Sister churches. If you're edified by them, you may also be interested in our weekday devotions, which are published three times weekly on this podcast. And I hope you'll join us for them. Our sermon for today is based on Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Our sermon for today is titled, Focused Worship, and is based upon the scripture reading that I just read to you. We now join Pastor Zamzow for the sermon. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Savior, the focus of our worship, amen. Jesus and his disciples are going through the countryside, and they happen along this village called Bethany. And there's a woman there, and we're not really sure, we're kind of left in the dark how she figures out who he is, but this woman named Martha opens up her home to Jesus and his disciples. Not an easy feat by any stretch of the imagination, suddenly preparing for 13 people to stay at their house. At any rate, they go in and Martha sets about the preparations and she's got the sister Mary who instead of joining her sister in helping around the house, listens to Jesus and what He has to say. That's the story. Pretty straightforward. But who is the focus? Who is the focus of this short account from Luke chapter 10? I almost feel bad in saying it, but is, is the focus that, that good-for-nothing sister, Marsha, Marsha, I mean, Martha, Martha. She's more concerned about preparing food and lodging for Jesus and His disciples. Or on the other hand, is the focus of this short Gospel account the piety and the virtue of Mary who does the quote-unquote right Thing and sits down and listens to Jesus? Or, if I might present a third option, is the focus Jesus? I think the answer might be self-explanatory. If we focus on anything but Jesus in this Gospel account, I think we miss the point, the real point of what's happening here in the home of Mary and Martha. 
I mean, think about this critically for, for a second. How many sermons or Bible studies have you heard, and I've probably even preached and taught them, where the focus becomes on the, the virtue of Mary and how we should be more like Mary and less like Martha. I know I've certainly heard that in the past. But is not Martha? I mean, it was her home that she invited Jesus and His disciples to. She had a massive undertaking. She was seeking to serve the Lord. Listen to her words. She literally asked Jesus, Lord, don't you have a care that, you're, that my sister isn't helping me out? In other words, I would love to come and listen to you, but I have some things to take care of here. Otherwise, nobody's going to have anything to eat and there's going to be nowhere for you guys to sleep tonight. Isn't what, she, isn't what Martha does not noble? Doesn't it have a virtue unto itself as she's taken it under her uh, her abilities to provide for Jesus and His disciples, and she thought she'd have some help. Is that the focus? Or on the other hand, if we make Mary the focus, the central focus of this Bible account, then it essentially turns into kind of what I said before. Be more like Mary and less like Martha. We turn what Mary does into some high noble virtue to aspire to. And if you really jump down that rabbit hole, then you kind of end up at make your choice for Jesus. I've even heard it said a couple of times around here, we need more Marys and less Marthas. So wait a minute, don't aspire to seek the Lord and be motivated by the Gospel to acts of service for your fellow believers and, and those around you? You see, if we focus on either Mary or if we focus on just Martha, we end up in some weird places. It's not either or, it's both and, because the focus here is not Mary. The focus here is not Martha. The focus of this text as it is with all of Scripture, as it is with every single Sunday of our worship, is the Lord Jesus. So what does this look like then? How do we refocus our understanding? And, and make no mistake, this isn't about decoding the text or trying to find some hidden meaning. All it is, is it's looking at this account with a set of fresh eyes. And there's one line in here that I think really helps us do that. Because often we have the caricature of what's going on. you got Martha with the kitchen towel wrapped around her waist and she's holding like ten pots and pans and she's running around back and forth. And you got Mary just sitting there on the, on the living room floor literally sitting at Jesus' feet. But this line in here, she had a sister, Martha that is, had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what He said. Sat at the Lord's feet sat at the Lord's feet does not literally mean that she was sitting at Jesus' feet like the kids do when we have a children's lesson on Sunday morning. It's a phrase. And one that Old Testament 
people would have early easily recognized. People in Jesus' uh, time would have easily recognized this. Sat at someone's feet. It simply meant that that person was being made a disciple. That person was being made a disciple. Jesus was discipling Mary. He was serving her. He was calling her by His Word to believe in Him. And understand that Jesus is being a little bit of a rebel here. We're so familiar with this, with this account, I think sometimes we, we forget what's in the periphery. Back in those days, a normal rabbi did not waste his time talking to children. A normal rabbi did not waste his time speaking to women. Sorry, ladies. It was part of their culture. Men taught men. And then men went home and then they taught their wives. That was the culture. That was the way things happened back then. A normal rabbi didn't speak to a woman. It was even improper in those times for if you're walking down the street to just arbitrarily go and speak to another woman across the street if you're a man. That was looked down upon. So we see what Jesus does here as He's discipling Mary. And we see that He's breaking apart social standards and social norms because He's focused on seeking and saving the lost. And when you put it into that context, you see that what Jesus is doing here in the home of Mary and Martha is really no less shocking than Jesus dining with sinners. It's no less shocking than the account of Jesus meeting that Samaritan woman at the well. What Jesus is doing in the home of Mary and Martha would have been out of place. It would have been weird. And it would have instantaneously made Him the focus of the entire room as the disciples sat back and watched as Jesus was was teaching Mary, discipling her. As He was focused on her, they would have been focused on Him and what He was saying and what He was doing. Now, we don't have the exact words. Of course we don't. We have some of them. A couple sentences maybe. We don't have the exact words of what Jesus said to Mary. But we know His message. We've got the full account. We know that He seeks out and He saves what he saves the lost. We know that Jesus is not focused on our ability to work for Him. But how Jesus wants us to see how He came to work for us. We know that this is not about... We know Jesus' message has nothing to do with us making some some decision or choosing Him, but rather Him choosing us. And all true Christians, just like Mary and Martha and the disciples before them, learn very quickly that being a disciple of Jesus has very little with us, little to do with us telling Jesus how much we mean how much he means to us but being a disciple of Jesus means hearing regularly from him how much we mean to him 
And whether it's him dining with the tax collectors and sinners and prostitutes, or finding the woman at the well, or him here in the home of Mary and Martha, or us today, who have been called by his word to be his disciples, the message is essentially the same. Christ for you. The focus is the same. Christ Jesus for you. For we will never serve the Lord perfectly. We will fall short. We will never listen with 100% perfect, undivided attention. And that is not what Jesus is calling Mary and Martha to focus on or to hear in this text. No, the Lord would have us focus on Him and see that there is, when we focus on the Lord, that He would have us see that there is nothing that we can possibly hope to give or we can ever hope to serve in, in some great capacity that He might love us more. No, He would have us focus on Him and see that there is nothing that we can give. That there is nothing that uh, of value that can hold weight against what Jesus has come to bring to you. There's no way that we could possibly, through our ability to listen intently or serve more diligently, that we could possibly ever pay off the sin of debt that we owe for all of our evil thoughts, words, actions, deeds that should by right damn us. We cannot make up for it on our own. So Jesus comes to you just like He came to Mary and Martha. He comes to you and He delivers to you this one thing needful. Not multiple things. Indeed, only one. This one thing needful. Himself. His teaching about who He is and what He came to do for you, for the disciples, for Mary and Martha. When you put it that way, it's no less shocking that Jesus still comes to us in the Word and in the sacrament every single week. Let me put it this way. Do you have some sin that you committed in the past? Something that always seems to edge its way into the forefront of your mind. Something that maybe you did in the past or maybe, I suppose, even this morning. Something that you still feel the sharp pangs of guilt and regret over. You know that feeling. I know that feeling. Martha knew that feeling. Mary knew that feeling, and so did the disciples, because we're sinners. What a beautiful thing it is that Jesus delivers to us this one thing needful, this one thing for us to focus on. What a beautiful thing it is that though we are just as unworthy, that we are unworthy as well, that the Lord would come to us and call us through His Word to be His disciples. To tell us that beyond a shadow of a doubt. For that thing that you may not be able to forgive yourself for or that nobody else can seem to forgive you for, 
You are forgiven. Yes, even for that. Or knowing that when we do sin, in the immediate aftermath of sinning, when you sit down and you slump down into the sofa and you hang your head and you think to yourself, what in the world did I do? Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Or how could I even think that? That we know that we have a place to run back to. Because this is not about us working our way into God's graces. It's not about us being able to listen so intently as to aspire to some great and lofty virtue. It's about what Christ has done. This one thing. This one thing. So that we can go back there time and time and time again and focus on it. In a way, the worship service that we are in this morning is kind of like a microcosm of life. Now, think of it this way. So every moment, and perhaps you've been Lutheran for a really, really, really long time and you just haven't really thought about it this way. Every moment of this one hour is designed to focus your attention on the one thing needful. Just as we are so easily distracted by all the things in life, it happens in here too, right? Maybe your mind drifted during the, the singing of the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest. And that was about it. And then maybe somewhere towards the end of that song, uh, Sally hit her sister and the kid ate the bulletin. Well, guess what? In a couple of seconds, boom, we're on to the next thing. We're praying the prayer of the day. Kid got fussy during the prayer of the day or your attention drifted again. Boom, we're on to the next thing. We're talking about the readings for the day. And we go one, two, three through those things. And every single time, it's, it's there to like stave off our short attention spans so that we can continually go back and focus. We can go back and focus. If you missed something or part of something, you can go back and look at what the real focus is time and time and time again. The service constantly moves to draw your attention and to focus it back on Christ. The focus of our worship, the focus of all Scripture, the focus of this account of Mary and Martha is none other than Jesus. So what's the result then? If this account is focusing in on Christ and what He is there to do and to tell Mary and Martha, and not so much about what Mary and Martha were doing, what's the result? Well, this kind of becomes, not kind of, it does become a powerful evangelism text. A powerful mission text. As we stop thinking about what we should do, like Mary, or what we have a hard time doing, like Martha, or all the things that we've downright failed to do, and we start focusing on Christ and what He has done alone, how He has called you and discipled you through His Word, His Gospel of God's grace and sins forgiven in Him. And we focus on that, and we focus on how much each and every one of us need it, 
we quickly realize how much the world beyond these doors needs it. Or more bluntly, if we want to be like someone in this text, may it not be Martha or may it not be Mary, but if we want to be somebody or have a virtue to aspire to in this text, let it be Jesus, who is moving from town to town to town, preaching and teaching that the kingdom of God had come near and that kingdom of God was in the flesh how Jesus went around and He broke those societal standards and man-made rules. And He does things like wasting time with children or dining with sinners or talking to women because He knows how much you and I need Him. The one thing needful. He knows how much you and I need His Gospel. This one thing. And we need to focus on it and it alone. And this sort of thing changes our attitude. It turns what we do here on Sunday morning less into a, um, how do the, 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 the Italian mobsters used to put it? La Cosa Nostra? Our business? It turns, it, it turns what we do here on Sunday morning not into just our business or our thing. Church doesn't become a, a safe space to hide away from the big bad world. Rather, it becomes a springboard to launch us back out into the world to share this Gospel because it is the one thing needful. We, need, we know that we need this so much on a daily basis and every minute that passes, brothers and sisters in Christ, every minute that passes, a soul beyond these doors is weighed down by the same kind of guilt that you feel and they don't know what to do with it. Every minute that passes, a heart breaks as somebody dies and nobody knows really what they believed. Every minute beyond these doors, souls are dying because they do not have this one thing needful. They don't know that this life is not about focusing in on uh, how smart or how wealthy or how pretty This life isn't even really about focusing on your own self-worth. This life is not about focusing on how much, uh, how much or how many times we say what God is worth to us. It's about the one thing needful. That God has said, just like He said to His disciples, just like He said to Mary, this is how much you're worth to me. That's the one thing needful. And it's not on our ability to focus on God. It's about how God has focused on us in Christ. How He focused and set His mind on and sought and saved each and every one of us. And now, having focused on Him for this one hour, and on what He has done every single week, having received this one thing needful in life and focused on it for one hour, now we are called to go and share it with those that don't know it. To do the same thing that Christ did. To break down walls and barriers and feelings and societal norms. To get it to those that need it most. So that, Lord willing, more might join us here. 
to focus not on a whole host of things or to lay out a bunch of virtues to aspire to, but to focus on the one thing needful. Christ Jesus, our Savior, and His work for you and for me. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.